This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and Abhinandan. Hi, this is Aditya, the producer for Highway on my podcast. Since the time we've recorded this episode, Odisha has been ravaged from Cyclone Amphan and it needs your help. The News Laundry and Homp team extend our deepest sympathies to the survivors. We would like to urge you, our listeners, to help in whatever way you can. We have listed a few websites where you can donate in the description of this episode. If you can't access it from your app, do visit newsroundry.com and find it on our podcast page. We hope that after listening to this podcast, you're reminded of how rich and vibrant the Odia land and the people are. Open your hearts up to it and donate whatever little you can. We're back! We're hungry! And we are back on Highway on my podcast with the two biggest men in Indian food and travel, Rocky and Mayur, joining us. Yeah! Balo, balo, ekdom balo! Prashant Sarin, director, producer extraordinaire. My name Hi. is Abhinandan, co-director and co-producer of many shows that we have done with these two fairies together. And my hair has greyed and my jhurriyan aa gai hai meri shakal par. Lekin ab hum aap logon ko highway pe le jayenge. But today... We are taking you to Odisha. I don't know any Odisha word to show off. Can one of Odisha, you... Odia, Chena Pola, Chena Gaja. Chena Pola, Chena. There was something else, Chena. Whatever, Chena. Rasgulla. Rasgulla. Oh, dude, the bongs have just tuned off. They've all said, okay, we're not listening to this anymore. <laughs> no, no, listen, there are two geographic indications. They've, they've got one for the Rasgulla. And then two years later, the people of Odisha got their wish. And so there's an Odia Roskula that has also got a geographic indicator. So we're all good. We're all happy. Now everyone is happy. Yes. So in Orissa, we shall take you to, of course, the, one of the finest dhabas the fish-eating men have ever been to. And they will not stop talking about it. We'll have to drag them out of that kicking and screaming. We've been there several times. We will take you to Puri. We will take you to the Jagannath Yatra, which has been one of the most challenging shoots we've ever done. We will take you to the land of the olive ridley turtles. We will take you to Bhuvneshwar, Balasaur, Katak. Everywhere, man. But first, let's start off with the beautiful, stunningly peaceful, punctuated by little bits of cannon firing, which is a place called Gopalpur on Sea. Yes, that's the full name, Gopalpur on Sea. Why is it called Gopalpur on Sea, Mayur? There's a little head. It has a beach and right off the beach, there's an ocean. Yeah, if the, if the village was underwater, it'd be called Gopalpur in the sea. Because <laughs> it's not underwater, it's called Gopalpur on Sea. And it's, it has one of the most eerie approaches as you drive to the beach. On your left-hand side is this beautiful mansion that has fallen in disastrous disrepair. And outside, there is a plaque that says, once happy people lived over here. And some really depressing shit written on it. Yeah, it's very scary. Is the photograph which you've taken like through an arch and the blue sky at the background? Yeah, and that's, yeah. The yeah. yeah. that's the one, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that place is definitely haunted, man. But listen, that Gopalpur on Sea is a really quaint, beautiful, pretty old town with nothing to do, nowhere to go and nothing to eat. But it is a <laughs> lovely place. <laughs> it has a very nice pawn shop though, which was shot on the day that we were there. <laughs> but the most scenic view pawn shop in the, in the country. Yeah, it was very chilled. Yeah? I remember we went for the walk on that promenade where they had all these little, little shacks and carts selling food. And remember there they had Mathura cakes. Like fried balls of dough with a little bit of fruit inside, and then they were rolling it in powdered sugar, and you could just take bites of it. And he was making them hot. How can you forget that? I'm glad you remember the walk because I'm sure the people there will remember the walk you took because you took that walk without your pants. 
and I have a photograph. Of- <laughs> no, no, I don't remember. <laughs> your pants got wet, so I have a photograph of you with your pants drying, where the mermaid would have had legs, and you just yeah. And I don't know if those people of Gopalpur have ever outlived that trauma. Oh, that's the pawn shop, actually. That's the pawn shop. The mermaid uh, sort of poster outside. Yeah, but listen, if you guys ever go down to Gopalpur, there's lots of very nice places to go and live over there. But you'll have to eat in those resort kind of places. Don't come out to the beach to eat because they have these four or five stalls that have hung out fish that they caught last week and dried in the sun with masalas on it, <laughs> hanging. And you can buy either those fish or these mathura cakes that Mayur is talking about. Don't let him make you believe that it's anything special. It's just a guy frying bread on the corner. Fried bread with sugar? How can you go wrong with that? Tell me one person who, who would not like deep fried dough with sugar in it. It's practically the national dish of many countries. Yeah, the beach is very stunning. The beach is exceptional. Yes, and it has a wonderful green, name. In, sea green water sort of, you know, the it's way lovely, it's, it's lovely. But this, but this fried bread has a beautiful name in Paris. It's called Churros Bien Chauds. Yeah, I remember when we went for the, the awards for our book. And we were doing a shoot and then we saw this. That's what it said. We were very amused. Prashant, yeah. tell us why does the peaceful Gopalpur on sea, as you're staring out into the endless crystal blue and green ocean, do you keep hearing ta, ta, ta? Well, the DRDO has a testing facility on one of the islands off the coast from where they fire missiles. And what is the so, DRDO? I thought you said tasting for a second. I was wondering why they're firing food. <laughs> the Defense Research uh, <laughs> Development Organization. Let's see how far this samosa can fly. Boom. <laughs> so, they have a testing facility. So, the tha you keep hearing are probably they're testing some cannons or missiles or maybe someone's eaten too much seafood. But that's all we have to say <laughs> about sea because there's not much else there. But it is a very beautiful and calm place. So, ladies and gentlemen listening in, if by chance you are a fisherman in Gopalpur on sea, remember <laughs> to have very close ties with, with the DRDO and their uh, shooting and missile firing program into the ocean. Because if you go out on the wrong day, more than your fish will be cooked instantly. <laughs> with, with Agni. <laughs> with Agni. <laughs> but, but more importantly, you don't have to be friends with them. Though they are friendly people. Actually, they are not so friendly. They want to keep you away. But they put out a, a public notice before they fire anything into the sea. Yeah? So, the fishermen are well informed. But what about 1st of April? <laughs> like, do they tell people, they're like, Aaj kuch hoga nahi like April Fool! April Fool! <laughs> yeah, but these are, these are incredible because, because you can hear the launch of the weapon, you can hear the boom. Yeah. And then there's like silence for like 7-8 seconds and then far away out in the ocean, you hear the report. Now let's move to Barkul. A dhaba where I used to just sit and watch because I have a severe food, seafood allergy and there it is basically just prawns and crab and fish crawling all over. It is this big ass dhaba which serves the biggest ass prawns and the biggest ass crab and this was the place where I had the biggest problem in trying to tell Prashant, bhai, you director, now tell us, is it the best you What is this jhingar? What are these words you keep throwing Jhingar is the land of the jhingas. I mean, it's really, it's the place on that highway. It's the place I walked in and I saw the seafood and my lips automatically burst into song. Odia, 
चुरा ना मेरा जिया ओडिया Three hundred. There was for three hundred rupees. You can have a two kilo crab, and I'm not kidding. Like a whole masala crab, or you can have ten whole big prawns for hundred and fifty rupees. Like giant prawns as big as your fist. If you're a normal human being, slightly smaller than mine, slightly bigger than uh, Abhinandan and Mayu's brain combined together. That's brilliant. And each bite is succulent because it's just from the Chilika Lake, which is like you can see it here from from the. I mean, and you just cross the road and the Chilika Lake. So yeah, but you get the fish from there. It, you just cross the road and there's Chilika Lake and with this really fantastic sequence there where the train comes because there's a bridge over the lake or something yeah. somewhere there. That's what I'm saying. What a location. Everybody has to stop there. Yeah. In one of our later trips to Odisha, we also spent the night at that resort, Kelo Jobi Kelo, that wannabe resort at Chilika, which is beautiful because it's by the lake but don't expect much from the resort itself. But uh, yeah, this place has the biggest prawns and this... And there's no separation from where you eat and where the kitchen is. It's like this one big tambu, and everyone is cooking and eating on these, you know, these patas where people put. There are no tables and chairs as such. And at no, the and back, they had five or six cooks. I remember they had a yeah. full-on operation going. Right. Five or six really uh, busy people, and it wasn't just the seafood diku. You you don't remember? It was one of the softest, nicest paneer tikkas I've ever had. They, it, they didn't have that traditional tandoori masala on it. It was just almost like malai. Yeah. And I know all you. I know all you guys are giggling in this. Work, like, yeah. I'm the one of prawn. You both are paneer. Yeah, बड़ा अच्छा था. बहुत अच्छा. And their dal, their dalma was also very nice. They had like really nice hot tandoori rotis. Come on, it was fantastic food. Yeah. But the place is like a you know it's like the French version of an open kitchen. There are you walk inside. There are two three parallel kitchens. One on the side. One on the other side. Right. Beautiful fresh sea catch lying in in buckets of water alive. And you just go and point it out and they serve it to you. It is quite quite remarkable. Way way ahead of its time, and, and you don't know, like those fancy restaurants where you can go and pick out your own live crab and then see it cooked right in front of you. So at the back they have these big tanks full of flowing water and fresh water sort of flowing through them, and they've got these crabs and you know all kind of fish and all swimming in those tanks. So you can go point the one that you want, and they'll pull it out for you and cook it right in front of you. So quite, I mean, it's uh, pretty. Pretty interesting place to stop and very good food. I thought it yeah. was really good. Didn't didn't we take a boat ride out uh, into the Chilika thing? We went to this island that has this one mandir which has got some story about how somebody got rescued from a storm. We we took a boat out and we went. Yes, we did. I remember. If you get out there on Chilika Lake, you are likely to find these beautiful white-bellied sea eagles. They nest in these little hill tops of the island or, or on the islands within and around Chilika Lake. It's a beautiful, magnificent, huge eagle. And you'll see them soaring, and we got some great shots of it while we were going there. So I was very happy when we went to Chilika. I could have stayed there for another few days. I'm sure you could have. I couldn't wait to get out of there. <laughs> But uh, from from Chilika Lake, which I mean, the Chilika Dhaba. By the way, Chilika Lake is like some. It's got a record, right? The largest saltwater lake in it's, India. It's the second largest lagoon uh, in the world, and then it's yeah. got like just huge amounts of uh, just flora and fauna. I mean, Rocky will tell you all, all about the birds, but mm. uh, just All these prawns, crustaceans, different types of fish. I think they even have dolphins that come in there. So, but one thing about Odisha that was a revelation to me is that two places that really surprised me. You know, we've heard about you know food in Tamil Nadu or Bangla food or you know Punjabi butter chicken, and there are places Bangalore is famous for its food. As Sam was one revelation that fucking Assamese food will kick any food's ass and is just as good. Other thing is I had never come across an Odia food restaurant at least you know for much of my life. 
when i went to odisha they do an amazing meat curry and let's head to puri because i remember having some amazing mutton curry there but before we get to the mutton let's get to the veggie side of puri let's get that out of the way we shot the jagannath yatra it happens in sometime now only june july mein hoti i remember it was so humid mari gaye the hum mm. july mein i think yeah. man i don't know when it is i don't remember exactly when but i can tell you that was i mean it's hypnotic yeah there are drummers and musicians from all over india who gather there and there's music playing and you know weird like mridangams like 50 men playing mridangs there are you know dancers uh, there are different instruments playing you sort of go into this hypnotic trance and there's all this sort of happy juice flowing in the air there's like smoke if you stand around for more than 2 minutes you get completely high because half the people there are sadhus and they're smoking their chillums on the house and what an atmosphere it is here oof and they party. keep water on the crowd because it's really hot and humid Oh, and that's the, the day of the that's the day of the pulling of the thing. Yeah, yeah. On the actual, we already reached the actual the uh, yatra. Not the day before. Don't you remember? We went like a day before. When yeah, they were still making the chariots, the path, the we chariot had lifting the stuff over. into uh, Balabhadra's chariot. Correct. They're preparing all that. That's huge. I mean, it's 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 enormous. What else did we before we get to the actual when the juggernaut rolls? What else did we do the day before? We saw all the preparations. There was some rope also being prepared, right? They pull it with that special. Yeah, prepared. yeah. So they have those giant, really, really thick. I mean, like. How thick would you say they are? Half a foot thick? No, no. They are. They'd be about six inches across here. I mean, in diameter. So they're big ropes, you know, and uh, and pretty, pretty massive, like as thick as someone's arm. So yeah, maybe bigger than that. Yeah, not as thick as my arm, but probably as thick as Abhinandan's arm. So maybe about four inches. <laughs> <laughs> Each of those chariots must weigh what? A few hundred tons here. But tons, you know, that's a lot of people don't know. That's the that's where the word juggernaut comes from. Because yeah. once juggernaut's chariot starts rolling, there are so many people pulling it that it's impossible to stop it. Though now they've devised that brake system that they were testing. Remember when we went there? The the chariot is like a huge wooden chariot. It's about four or five stories high. It's got about fifty priests standing in there chanting and beating drums, and everybody's pulling these ropes that are in the front. Does the brake actually work? Well, that's what the guy told us. Right, the interpreter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, giving you all mabehen ki gali, and it's supposed to be a good uh, omen, or it's supposed to be a blessing. Yeah, he's got a long stick, and he's goading everybody to work harder. And those who aren't, he hits them with the stick and abuses their families. But there's a giant log now attached to the front of each chariot, and if they have to stop suddenly because a lot of people try and commit suicide by coming under the wheels, so that they can go straight to heaven. I think this is the most interesting thing about the chariot. I mean, as a person who loves driving, this uh-huh. brake has suddenly intrigued me. And I want to know more about this chariot. Yeah, now. you should. In fact, if you're going to commit suicide, here's my suggestion: Do you just go and lie down in the area where that whole tree is going to fall? There's <laughs> a giant tree. They just drop it, and the wheel just hits it and stops. You don't even have to go under the wheel now. You can just go in front, and the whole giant brake will fall on you and pulp you instantly. Oh, it's like a choke that falls in front of the chariot wheel. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a big log, which it's like along the length, along the width, the width and it's by chain. Chariot. So they just release the chain, and it just drops down front like a barrier. Right. Long on the okay. road and the wooden wheel stop. But right. if you do that, then you'd probably only get halfway to heaven. Yeah. Under but, the wheels is one thing, but just on a, under the log is the other thing. So you you have to take your pick. So it's. I mean, I would not. I mean, I think if you get a ringside view, there these on the main road where the temple is, where it goes from. I think the legend has it that the Lord Jagannath goes from there to his. Mossi's house or his, I don't know. Yeah, the Mossi Ma Temple. They, there's a Mossi. They stop there on the way, but they go to another place. Him with his brother Balabhadra and sister Subhadra. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's quite a spectacle if you want to see one. But 
that was you know on the day of the jagannath yatra but we've also been there when the jagannath yatra has not been around when you can go near the temple behind it all the shops are open and they yeah, have yeah but these... but guys guys i want to talk about how we shot the jagannath yatra man i'll yeah. never forget that in my life dude tell me about it i was just hoping no one from the crew bloody either comes under the chariot <laughs> people Yeah, you had you had found a water tanker and you were standing on top of it, if I remember correctly. For a while, but then I was told to get off. <laughs> <laughs> and Mayur and I had got one camera guy, one of our mad camera guys, who's willing to do anything, anytime, anywhere. And the three of us ran right in and grabbed the ropes, and we literally carried the cameraman in our lap while dragging the rope. And it was insane. I mean, if you ever see that episode, you'll realize that no one had any control of what's happening there. And thank God, no one fell down there. Because I mean, if anybody had followed in front of us, we would have pulped him, and if we had followed, the people behind us would have pulped us, and the cameraman would have lost the camera and his job and his his life. Because there are thousands of people running to pull that rope here. What a what a spectacle well, it is! Here. This I mean, yeah. cameraman tried many times to lose his life on highway on my plate. <laughs> and on yeah. Jay, Ajay was insane, and I mean, he he loved nothing like uh, nothing more than lying in front of a moving vehicle. You know whether it was a tank or a chariot or whatever it might be. Yeah, that was that was a trip. But um, now the Jagannath area itself, when the yatra is not there, it's not the yatra season. It has all these mithai type shops at the back, and they sell these sickly sweet things, which are bin binoying with makhis and madhu makhis, and it's pretty covered. And there's cow shit. It's one of the dirtiest temples, and that's a difficult one because a lot of religious places around the country, other than gurudwaras, are filthy. Even among those. Apparently now they've cleaned it up, so I hear it was one of the dirtiest places I've visited. And once we went in, the kind of arguments you have with the priests. Acha, if you want to come here, you pay this. I will tell you this. I will tell you your life history. I will. You just want to say, dude, get off my back, yeah. You mind your own business. But listen, they are they are behaving the way most visitors to that place expect them to behave. You know, when when when. people like us land up there and we want to film and we have an agenda and we have two other places to go to and it's going to be a long day i mean it is natural for us to feel annoyed but they're not doing anything specially there to annoy us i mean they're just being themselves so they just they just annoying anyway they just annoying <laughs> anyway yeah i mean it's but but actually a qualificational requirement yeah it's it's like uh, i remember that khaja place that we went to in that side lane mm yeah uh, My God, I've not seen that density of flies. Yeah, you know, anywhere else in my yeah, life. In fact, I had the I had the immortal lines of saying, "You must come here and have khaja because one billion flies can't be wrong." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in case you're wondering what is khaja, it is a sweet there which they make. Yeah, yeah it's made from wheat flour and mawa, and then it's uh soaked in sugar syrup and then you have the gaja also you have a deep fried version of it also yeah so it's it's basically sweet and crunchy and doughy they love their dough there the khaja actually reminded me a little bit i mean if memory serves me right of you know the bak baklava it yeah, it was a layered pastry kind of thing right very thin crispy you know um flaky kind of yeah. sweets and and dripped in sugar syrup so it was a little bit like baklava but minus the refinement of that and and who knows that that idea could have gone from here to there or come Possibly, from there to yeah. here because odisha at the time of the kalinga empire had one of the mightiest navies in the world i mean they went all the way up to southeast asia also and, and then they had trade links with the central and the northeast 
So who knows? Yeah. We sent the baklava there, or the baklava came from there. And they just yeah, added these are, pistachios. You know, you have to remember now. These are very old places, and the menus, the recipes are like hundreds of years old, maybe even thousands of years old. Right. This is what passed for a dessert at one point. Hearty because they've got the wheat and you know fried in oil, so they've got the fat. Lots yeah. of sugar on it, so it's easy to eat, and it would be unusual. I mean, getting sugar wasn't a very easy thing uh, in the old days. A lot of places in India it still isn't, but in the old days you would be starved for sugar. So coming down to visit the Lord meant that you would get lots of sugar, and that itself would be a memory. I mean, come on, it's a memory for us. Yeah, the amount of sugar we ate. I think yeah. we, you know, sort of set ourselves up for diabetes. All of us. Very. But listen, do you remember that the Malai papadi we had there? They had those flat thals from which they were skimming off that thick layer of Malai. Yeah. And then they were putting I, rabadi inside. Right. And the rabadi had cardamom and cinnamon. And, and then they were rolling it up like a dosa and then cutting into slices. And Rocky kept. And I was like, I could eat this all day. He's like, okay, let's see how many you can eat. It was heavy, but it was delicious, man. That's an art. You know, they, they have these very thin pans of copper. And they put out hot milk on it and then they take the cream. There's a thick layer of cream that falls on top. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how heavy that milk must be. I don't know what they do to it, but you got a thick layer of cream. It's like one full round layer, like a thick roti. And then they put rubbery in it and then they roll it up. And then people like Mayur eat like 20 pieces of it. <laughs> Dude, that's remarkable layer. It was one of the nicest things I've sweets I've eaten, man. It was just so delicious. Yeah, but I think the nicest thing for me was that temple was is breathtaking. Yeah, the Puri Jagannath Temple, yeah. the sheer scale and the size and the antiquity and the age of it is just shocking. Yeah, I mean you can't take your eyes off it. It's, it's also stunningly the place beautiful. Where Lord Krishna or is it Lord Ram? Lord Krishna, I think. Lord Krishna. Lord Krishna. Krishna, uh, Krishna. Yeah. He eats there, right? So the food, the chappan pog of the Jagannath Puri temple yeah. is, is extremely, is very, is much talked about. And there are no two dishes which are like, so they have like 56 dishes in each meal, which are put out for the Lord and each one different. And so, much yeah. as we shoot the chappan bhog, I still think the chappan bhog is a myth because they don't let you go. They said you can't even come into the kitchen. Very few people are even allowed to see it, how it's cooked. So, Manika, for all you know, they are serving Britannia cakes. Well, first of all, I must tell you that a lot of temples in Puri, in Odisha, don't allow people to go in unless you're a high caste Hindu. So, on yeah. a matter of principle, I refuse to go in. And I was like, Agar, if my crew can't go in, then I won't go in. And uh, that is true. And then we went and met a wrestler. About two years ago, and you were shooting there again. I went and asked him. I said, "What is this?" So he said, "These places are run by us. These are our. Uh, these are not government-owned. These are owned by trusts and all that. And these are our rules that we will only let certain people go in, and we will not let everyone go. So non-Hindus, foreigners, low-caste uh, people are not allowed to go inside. So of course, I sat outside. We had a party, but even from outside, it's quite beautiful to see. So yeah, tell me, uh, Mayur, which was your favorite place? Because we've done several trips to Puri. Puri has also uh, traditionally been a place where a lot of people from the West have come because, I mean, for, for, the, for the Ayurveda and for the yoga and stuff. So, we went to a couple of bakeries. One was called Honeybee and then the other was called the Peace, Peace Restaurant where they had all the muesli and chocolate pancakes, and which was like a nice change from all the traditional food we were eating. But my favorite memory of a good meal there is we went to this really small place by an open nala. You remember near the train station? It was called Dharma yeah. Puri. And it was full inside. We sat outside. And all they give you is, I mean, you pay, I think, 
12 rupees or 20 rupees and you get six hot puris and you get the dalma which is the dal mixed with all sorts of vegetables and it was a traditional dish of odisha and then you had a giant chunk of chana poda and we sat there right outside it wasn't very the smell wasn't very nice but the food was fabulous simple yeah, but the, delicious the smell wasn't nice because it was just outside the uh, no, bus no. Uh, railway station or the bus stand and there was a huge drain flowing right next to it like it was on the drain but the food was brilliant and that chena poda man i mean we should all take a moment of silence to thank the people of odisha for chena poda because it is just the most magnificent dessert it is chena wrapped in sal leaves sal uh, as in the tree leaves in a big like a big cheese like a wheel and then it's aged there and then it's brought out and it is just completely delicious what a flavor and you never get anywhere except in uh, in puri you don't get that taste anywhere else prishna what is your favorite in puri puri i remember that restaurant that we went to that wild grass place which was it was a really beautifully laid out place and it had, you know he had cabanas and lot of greenery and uh, the food was pretty good but on another show the posh show that i used to go out ah, there is yes, a, yes. there is actually between puri and bhuvneshwar you know it's a, i think it's a 2 3 hour drive right there's a place called ragurajpur it's a uh, it's a, a village of artisans so you can go there and see the you know the patachitra the traditional painting that they do on um, on uh, the leaf the patachitra means the painting on the leaf leaf and, paintings you know leaf paintings the stone work the work on you know they also make silk there in that village so it's a nice i mean it's if you want to just break journey it's a good place to stop just soak in and you can just walk into people's homes you know you can see the artisan working it's set up as a tourist thing only yeah so it's it's but there are people i mean it's a village that has been adopted by the tourism department and uh, so the artisans allow you in and you can watch them at work so it's a nice place to take a break that's something you must tell everybody i mean all of you listening here's a great tip for you if you ever want magnificent stone carvings for your magnificent farm houses or large uh, you know sculptures made of pure stone please go and buy them there i mean i saw this incredible tree of life it was like a full tree with mm-hmm. radha and krishna under it with birds and animals and everything in it about 6 feet wide and about 6 feet high and it was for 20000 rupees only only the problem was that the truck ferrying it would charge another 15000 rupees i think and it could not be kept in my house which is on not on the ground floor so they said oh it's two tons so it'll break through your balcony and go down to the people's house below <laughs> yeah the workmanship is excellent the workmanship is brilliant we just walk into people's houses <laughs> but okay coming back to puri which was the place i really liked the food there where we were sitting like on these tree like you know it was above the ground on trees like he made these tables and these places What yeah that was the same place that prashant was talking about that, that, that was the wild grass his his tagline was odisan by birth punjabi by passion seafood by nature bengali by demand <laughs> that was perfect that was his tagline and well, he had all these little little huts tons of flies and he had fantastic food i remember he had these fritters that he had made um, banana banana pumpkin flowers. no it was pumpkin banana? flowers pumpkin. pumpkin flowers with chickpea batter and made into pakoras and uh, and given and he had yeah, dahi yeah. bangun and the dahi bangun we had there was absolutely the yeah. top of the line yeah, i mean oh man it was amazing dahi bangun yeah i remember that yeah. dahi bangun i bloody binged on the dahi bangun ka kharu phula bhaja that was the pumpkin flower yeah, yeah that was what it was now was the was that place which served 
awesome mutton curry and rice also in puri or am i mixing up as usual some other place in bhubaneswar with this most places in in odisha you can get mutton curry and rice mutton is their favorite meat they do that kassa which is fried yeah. the one that you're freaking out over diku is was that was called the bidesh ghar hotel okay. the bidesh ghar was like bengali and odia food it's in a place called uh, swargadwar in puri which is not too far from the temple as far as i remember i mean it could be wrong and there we had that amazing aloo pashto we had the badi chura you know you guys don't remember badi chura man it was incredible mm. this crunchy rice flour with chilies and all that and then there was this the prawn curry which was incredible that was bengali the chingri uh, march there was masala pomfret and prawns and mutton and our friends danny and guru had taken us there i remember them we, they were fans of the show and they had called us there and you went mad eating mutton and rice there there was like i think you ate like four plates or something man yeah man i loved the mutton rice there it was so good that, that was a revelation to me i was like dude odia mutton rocks odia mutton is because they love mutton in odisha for some reason and that is their favorite dish and they make it with the with the mustard oil not with regular oil and like bengal you know they they like to put potatoes in it sometimes but it is a if you make mutton with the mustard oil the whole the game changes it's beautiful even if you make punjabi style mutton with mustard oil it will become like a beautiful odia mutton but obviously not as specific the taste won't be like that it'll be different but it is just brilliant yeah so this place was right by the beach we did a sequence sitting on a camel or, or a dromedary as i was told last time <laughs> yes. we rode on a dromedary on the beach and had all these colorful tassels and all then we got off and we went for uh, lunch to this place also this breakfast place that we had gone to which i remember i mean he had uh, it was a nice change because you know it was the kind of stuff that you want sometimes and he had uh, uh, greek yogurt he had you know his own muesli he had his own granola yeah it honey was one of the bakery. honey bee bakery honey bee bakery yeah. with fresh fruit and all on the side yeah right. you know because you you get a lot of foreigners from all over the world especially europeans and americans who come into puri and they come there to learn uh, yoga and they come there to do ayurveda and stuff like that and in fact mayur was telling us about a german guy who claimed that ayurveda had cured him of final stages of cancer and he was walking around with a file in his hand to show everybody but uh, the guy we went to i think one of these places the guy was married to a he had a japanese wife and they would serve beautiful vegetarian food and you know it was uh, so they have these places which are like totally designed for europeans to hang out in the evening mostly vegetarian food of course but just really nice relaxed shanti sort of places where you can chill and have your chill <laughs> if you so desire <laughs> so now we shall take it to sun temple at konarak i remember it was a shoot which i was really looking forward to because i'd heard so much about the sun temple at konarak it is one of the most exquisite places in the world and it is it's i mean it is beautiful i mean i was a little disappointed how badly it's maintained especially i mean i think like when you're used to seeing how they maintain like kutub minar and all these places in delhi i was really disappointed that it wasn't better maintained because it is exquisite and we wanted to get the sunrise shot because we were told like the sunrise shot at the sun temple because there's some geometric kuch na kuch hota hai and hum wahan before sunrise pahunch gaye aur bechare rocky and mayur subah 3 baje uthke nahaye dhoye they started looking pretty which looked took a while and we got there and we were waiting sun rose rose and as soon as the sun came over the horizon suddenly clouds covered it remember maine apna yeah. sar peet liya <laughs> so much and i couldn't come again for the 24 hours and wait for that shot again so we got the sun temple sunrise with clouds in front so that was that yeah it used to be called the black pagoda by sailors in the past cuz you could see it from the ocean and it would look, like look out but in our time also it became the black pagoda we didn't get any like nice visuals yes yeah 
and the legend used to be that there used to be a lodestone inside a gigantic magnet that used to disrupt sailors uh, compasses and they would get lost and they wouldn't know where to go so they came in they broke it down the portuguese down at least that's what i've heard i don't know if it's true or not i think one of the shopkeepers there was only telling us that the magnet they used to be so powerful that it would pull the ships because that's so much metal in them you know it, it they would wear off course because the magnet would pull it but then another person said no magnet can be that powerful that can pull a ship like miles into the sea so i, yeah, I mean all, but no imagine if you had braces and you were walking around you would get sucked up <laughs> to the magnet and slammed to the side of it <laughs> talk about something believable listen <laughs> Please, guys, 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 थोड़ा सीरियस हो जाओ एनी थिंग इज पॉसिबल इन आर कंट्री हमने पचास हजार साल पहले इन द टाइम ऑफ गणेशा अगर बॉडी फुल बॉडी ट्रांसप्लांट कर रखा फुल हेड ट्रांसप्लांट कर रखा है तो एक मैग्नेटिक क्या मुश्किल है मैग्नेट दैट कैन अट्रैक्ट एवरी वी हैड अ मैग्नेट दैट कुड फुल स्पेसशिप्स आउट ऑफ द स्काई बिकॉज वी सेंड स्पेसशिप्स अप in the 9th century yeah and then you had to bring true. them back so only the magnet could bring them back yeah one can only hope that we had a little bit more common sense and we would have transplanted a human head or a human body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that one we messed up on but otherwise but we were we were really advanced <laughs> but listen if you're done with your speculation about the magnet and all that <laughs> yeah. the fact is that it it has a certain geometric ratio proportion to that whole temple because the first rays of the sun go right inside the inner sanctum centorum which yeah, is very unique because in the first rays of the sun hit the sanctum centorum it's the chariot of the sun the the temple is a chariot of the yeah, sun but, and it is exquisitely built and it has some wonderful insights into astrology and into astronomy you can't take that away from it but i i would still not say that they knew how to transplant heads and send spaceships into space but it is very possible <laughs> Well, you also had the atom bomb, but you've forgotten that. Ah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. अच्छा चलो यार भूख लग रही है कहीं खाना खाने चलते हैं। तो ठीक है वहाँ पर तो कुछ खाना खाने को था नहीं क्योंकि after the sun temple did we did not get the sunrise shot. हमने धोखा खाया धोखा। धोखा खा के आ गए हम भी came back to Bhuvneshwar. Now Bhuvneshwar has a lot of really good food. The only thing is that we went to Bhuvneshwar during that seven year patch about I think three or four times. and at each time when there there were roads being constructed so i don't know who was the contractor who did not finish from the first time when there the last time but i do remember we went to some really good food places so boys why don't you start prashant you start from your favorite place that you remember and then the big men can share also you know actually bhuvneshwar i don't know for some reason i don't have any recollection other than this place called uh, dalema that we had gone to mm. uh, i i can't think of any other place maybe maybe i was parking the vehicle all the time while you were in there <laughs> eating a meal or something or the other but uh, you know like katak i remember puri i remember but bhuvneshwar is a bit of a i remember going to that lingraj temple that was yeah. really beautiful yeah. yeah we had that dessert there the korakai puffed rice coconut jaggery dried fruit Right. You know, we walked around. They told us that all the homes in that area make that dessert. We walked around looking for it, and then finally we found one guy making it under his ancient staircase, and we bought a little bit of it. Yeah. But uh, how can you not remember? Yeah, we had this beautiful evening where we went to Durga Mandap in Bhuvneshwar, which yeah. was like this open food court. There were like different shops and hundreds of places, and there were these incredible pickles that this cooperative women had made, like thirty kinds of pickles, and we all bought like jars and jars of pickles. Yeah, that pickle kept many lunches here in Delhi, Prashant. Aake ham apne ghar ka sada hua khana khate the with that pickle. Pata nahi. Pata. Ehsan fara mosh hai. Kitne kitne lunches to us to 
हिटिंग पीपल विद स्पिट बॉल एक्सक्यूज मी सर फैमिली शो है ये सब चीजें हम नहीं बोलते वी डोंट वॉन्ट टू नो अबाउट योर प्लास्टिक बेंगाल पिकल शॉप समथिंग एंड देड दिस होल रेंज ही सर की मेरे पास ऐसे ऐसे पिकल जैक फ्रूट पिकल ही पिकल ही इवन हैड अलाइव पिकल ए एल आई वी पिकल देन बी आस्ट हम ये क्या होता है Yeah, he had olive, he had olive pickles. But uh, Bayro and I went back to Odisha last year for the hockey uh, World Cup, hockey World Cup, and they had this, uh, they had this uh, food festival uh, in Bhubaneswar. And I have to tell you, it was just magnificent. The enthusiasm that the Odias have for their food, and just the sheer variety of food that they serve at places like this food festival is mind-boggling. So if you ever get a chance, mark it on your calendar. The Bhubaneswar food festival is worth going to. It is just. brilliant and we went and this guy was uh, performing there what's his name faran akhtar was singing that evening and mayur and i were shooting there that evening so it was like a night of stars upon the earth of course only one was glowing the other two were stuffing their faces in the back <laughs> the market the durga mandap we also went and tried this thing called the lingaraj lassi do you remember in the big big bottles with that pink lassi in it yeah. it was like milk and khoya and dried fruit he basically found everything sweet and over a thousand calories per teaspoon and he stuck it all in one thing and mixed it with milk and khoya and it was lingaraj lassi people were had... lining up to buy it yeah. there were like lines and lines of people yeah. he was like pouring it really quickly kada kada i think he came from the palwal school of cooking yeah <laughs> no, no but listen you guys how can you forget the odisha hotel yeah the one in uh, shahid nagar i remember it still because i mean there were these like amazing badi chura there was the Ambo khatta, that's the chutney, the chiguri chutney with prawns. The dalima, of course, was brilliant. The mutton was mind-boggling. There was the khasir bangsho, alu jhol. I, I mean, machurali, macho besar. Uh, just really good, good food here. Yeah. I remember we had a very good breakfast somewhere in Bhubaneswar. Traditional breakfast. I don't know if it was here or wherever else it was. But um, now, if we can quickly, we have two places to cover. Then we have Katak and so many other places to go to. Tell me about this dalma. I remember it was quite a fancy restaurant, man. It had great presentation. Dalma is basically the way the Odias make their dal, which is they take the dal and they put lots of vegetables and stuff. It's really hearty, really healthy dal. And they have a restaurant chain called Dalma that had just started with their second uh, restaurant, I think, when we went there, and they were really involved. And the food was brilliant. Again, sadly, we went back again about a year ago, year or so ago. and the food has declined a lot at least in the branch that we went to okay. but uh, dalma itself is is brilliant the restaurant chain may or may not be anymore yeah, but that time it was superb yeah, i remember right. it was a, di- a restaurant named after a dish but that's Correct. like a staple i think from yeah, korea yeah yeah and they had that wild mushroom curry i mean most of the food again the really good food there was your prawn and fish curry and all but that this wild mushroom curry which is like really really nice and odisha again is is it sort of caters to everything you get fabulous seafood you get amazing mutton but you also get a huge range of vegetarian food and for really really affordable prices here yeah man the cheaper places to eat at this uh, to get like a full thali or a full meal i mean i remember we went somewhere where like rocky's mutton thali was 
80 rupees and my veg thali was like 40 rupees and they kept filling it up also yeah and in those metallic katoris you could pick up more i remember that right. place and right. it was in bhubneshwar that we went to that um, where the fans took us they had started a restaurant of their own right that was also bhubneshwar only yeah there was a fan called saigita swain she took us to this place called pathik hotel a small hotel and the there was a young girl and her the father had started it but the young girl and the mother and the brother then uh, ran the place now yeah that was good good local food it was right next to rupali chowk i remember that right, right. i remember you saying it's i like this name yeah <laughs> so uh, you know odia plus plus what i really like about odisha is the people here i mean the people are just way you know they they're, they're very gentle beautiful wonderful welcoming warm people i mean yeah you know religion does make them a little crazy every now and then but if you take that out of the equation mostly they're just really nice people there and on the streets while walking you know up in places you can go and meet them and talk to them there's this beautiful two hilltops where you have uh, you know cave systems where houses are cut into caves and they've been like that for maybe a few many centuries ago so there's a lot to see and a lot to do there and and it's quite beautiful take your camera when you go to bhubneshwar you'll get some amazing shots and go there during the food festival and thank me very important i remember in bhubneshwar we were having one breakfast sequence and there was really friendly bunch of people on the next table i think one of them was a lawyer cuz he was wearing this black coat no, i think that was katak we went to to find alur dai bala alur dam gugni that was that was katak that's okay niku it's pretty good at least you got the state right at least i got the state right for a change <laughs> get the city right alur <laughs> he was kept he was making a joke and i i remember I, i didn't because his he was it was so heavily accented hindi i couldn't understand what his punchline was so i like i kept a straight face and then he again repeated the punchline and i still didn't understand it but then he just laughed saying that now you have to laugh so then i laughed <laughs> it was a very cute bunch of guys i remember that sequence but yeah so that was bhubneshwar so where do you want to steer the car to now prashant sarin okay i want you hold that thought think about prashant i'll come to you where you want to steer the car i'll just read out these two emails from a wonderful hompers wanting to subscribe to our newsletter guys i'll just remind you this is and endeavor to take you to the highway when you can't get to the highway so we will bring the highway to you through highway on my podcast hopefully once this lockdown and this horrible pandemic crisis is over you guys will head out as will we we want rocky mayur prashant to hit the road again and by the time this pandemic is over if we can build a community of people who want this show back in some new avatar driving across the country where we'll stop at places so we can have a little get together with you guys who will also become part of this entire enterprise do write in to us wherever you listen to this podcast there's a link if you click on that link you will get a form that you can fill and you will subscribe to the newsletter and you can write to their feedback to homp2020@gmail.com i repeat homp2020@gmail.com meanwhile two young humpers have written these emails one is aniket hi guys i've been living in the united states since last year I just started listening to your podcast and I love it. It's fantastic. I feel both happy and sad while listening to it. Sad because I haven't had a fraction of food and experiences that you guys talk about and happy because it fills my heart with so much admiration and pride to know that our country has so much to offer and you just have to look for it. I can't wait to see you guys back on the road once this pandemic is over. Even I will start exploring once I come back to India. I would like to subscribe to the newsletter too. Thanks Aniket. Hey Aniket, hang in there in the US, bro. as long as you're there we shall keep refreshing your memories of home and uh, yeah once we are back on the road and this pandemic is over let's get these fat fools back out there man this they're, they're becoming <laughs> unfit 
So Anket, the the Aniket, sorry, Aniket, uh, the good news is that it's never too late to travel. <laughs> yeah. Bad news is it just might be now. <laughs> Aniket, don't listen to these jokers. India is a timeless, ageless land. Many cruel leaders and wannabe rulers have come and gone. Many diseases have come and threatened and run away. India is eternal. It will remain eternal. Our food, our bonhomie, our togetherness, our love, our culture, our music, our languages, our dances. And our, our herd immunity. And herd immunity and above all, our incredible food anchors shall remain immortal forever. Just come anytime, buddy. Come, come, come. And we'll go and party it up here. So don't worry about India. Any of you over there, India is bigger than all these things put together. You have any message for Aniket, Mayonnaise? I think I love you. Oh, no. <laughs> He's not coming back. Aniket, thank, thanks, thanks for writing. <laughs> and yes, I completely agree with Rocky. Sooner than later, all this stuff is going to go away. And then it'll be time for you to come and use our books or use the show or use the podcast or just ask your way around India and eat some fabulous food. So, uh, you may have an experience like we had, I think this was in Kerala. It said, Uncle, where is so-and-so place? Go strike. Right. Strike. Right. Right. Strike. Right. Then you go left. So, um, <laughs> then Prasad says, hey, for the worst directions is Gujarat. <laughs> you ask them for directions, the guy points to the left and says, right. So, <laughs> yeah. you're confused. Right down your left. Best. The best is Punjab. Wherever you ask, they're like, Oh, Jim, I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to So, Prasad writes, Hey, home team, I'm a big fan of your show and I've watched every episode. For many other food and travel shows, I would always read unaffordable in the subtitles of my mind. I'm already a subscriber of News Laundry and like the idea of when the public pays, the public is served. Yo, Prasad, we believe the same thing. One, First question, I'm in love with the Himalayas, so please suggest specific places in the Himalayas that you guys love the most. Two, my next question is for Mayur, which is your favorite trek in the Himalayas? Would be great if you could categorize it to beginner, medium and advanced. Waiting for the new season of Homp. Prasad, I can't promise about the new season of Homp, it may happen, but we will get a new show and we will come up with the name together. I, I vote for Rocky and Mayur ride again. And uh, But anyway, whenever that happens, that happens, the questions. Himalayas. Guys, please take his questions. Recommend some places that he can go visit in the Himalayas. And Mayur, easy, medium, difficult, advanced level treks. So, suggestions, gentlemen? Easy enough. The highway on my plate. Is it Home Hills or Home Coast to Coast that is available on Amazon Prime right now? Hills. Home Hills. So, you can actually just go on, on Amazon Prime or you can uh, watch it on My Good Times. Highway on my plate, Coast to Coast and Highway on my plate, Hills will take you on journeys with us all across Uttarakhand and Himachal Pradesh. I think those were the two that we'd covered in the first season with some fabulous food and fabulous stories. And uh, treks, my favorite one is a is a bit of an advanced trek. It's called the Panpatia Kohl uh, Trek. It's in the Gadwal Himalayas and it connects Kedarnath and Badrinath. It's a, a 5,000 meter plus pass. That's one of the ones that I've done and I really, really enjoyed because we literally saw nobody except our trekking team in the 18, 19 days that we were there. Yeah, so in, in that same general area, it's called the Auden's Call Trek. Yeah. And uh, that's also about 5,600 odd meters. That's beginner, medium or advanced? That is yeah, a difficult Yeah, but listen, if you, wanna, if you want to take some beautiful trek. walks. Very steep. In season, there is a lovely walk to the Hemkund Saab, to the Gurdwara. You have some beautiful flower fields and some lovely areas that you can walk through. And if Pansies. you really want some incredible photographs and you want a really challenging trek, in off-season, go down to Roopkund where you have clusters of skulls under and above water, like up to 5,000 skeletons just lying around. 
of, uh, you know, nobody really knows because of what, but what a hell of a trek that is in Uttarakhand. So look at Roopkund, see the images, go in the winter, it's a tiny little lake, but it is absolutely terrifying on a full moon night. And then, you know, when we were kids and we used to go there, nobody went there. I mean, nobody used to go there for years. So when we used to go there, there used to be a story about Parikund and that used to be that if you go close to it, fairies will call you and as you look into the water, you'll see skulls and then the fairies will pull you in and then your skull will be put up over there. So it was, it's quite a lovely place to go to and if your skull is put up there, we'll come and visit you every few years. So, you know. Bring some hot chai. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring some tea for you. <laughs> no, no, no but, but these are just lovely stories that you get all over India, but that's a nice trek. But the Hemkund Saab trek is actually very beautiful and it's not radically difficult for somebody who knows who's got a basic uh, idea of trekking and walking in the mountains if you have good legs yeah but i think this ordnance call trek is also really beautiful because i always thought of garhwal as you know these denuded hills brown hills no tree no vegetation oh, no, all. Yeah. but when you go deep into garhwal my god yeah, it is so beautiful and alpine i mean i can share some pictures with you niko which you can send to the tracker because it is so beautiful. It is really unbelievable. It is very challenging that trek, the audience call trek. But at the same time, the you know, as you, I mean, you see forests, you see mixed forests, you see uh, meadows, you see you know, complete uh, uh, ice fields, you know, snow, and you come back down. You see, you walk on a glacier. You you know, have crevices all around you. It's a fascinating trek because you see so many different terrains in those eight nine days. You so Prashant has volunteered one of those photographs. You'll include one of the photographs of this trek onto the newsletter. But the one that Rocky mentions is actually the one that Prashant and Mayur go to. They're slightly advanced. You have to take your own tent, shent, and all along. But if you want to go for like a trek where you don't have to carry all your stuff, but you'll have places to stay, what Rocky mentioned, the Hemkund Saab, because you can see a lot else there. You can see Valley of Paz. You can also head off to Gomuk. And uh, of course, now the glacier has retreated 13 kilometers from the time I went. But there you can see a lot of places of interest. It's not like just a trek. Like you can go visit like the mouth of a river. You can go visit Hemkund Saab. You can go visit Valley of Flowers. And that's a, it's a very basic beginner level trek. So yeah, those are the options. So Prashant, now tell us where were you driving to, man, before we took the break towards the letters? I think Katak. And I remember the way we got into Katak. Because we'd left yes. Nagpur that morning and it was a very long drive, you know, uh, along, I don't know which highway, but we traversed that entire stretch from Nagpur to Katak and we reached Katak late at night, having passed through some pretty scary places in retrospect, you know, places like Dantewada and these jungles and the blood moon that we saw on the, yeah. on, on, on the way. That was on this drive? It was all on this drive, yeah, on our drive to Katak from Nagpur. And uh, we reached Katak really late and we had some trouble finding a hotel. And yes. next, day, next day, we were there for like one complete day or maybe two nights. And uh, I remember going to this, uh, this stadium, this cricket stadium, somewhere near this cricket stadium where... Barabati Stadium. Ba yeah. Barabati Stadium, and which had these carts with the... What were they selling? I, I, I don't know. Alu Dham. Dahi Dham. Dahi Vada Dham Alu Gugni. Right. It was some that's, Dahi and what Vada? Like the, dahi Vada Alu Dham Gugni. Yeah. That's the traditional uh, street food that all Odias love. And it's got the Dahi Vada and then they take the alus and then they, they deep fry them with spices. And then they have boiled chickpeas and then they mix it all together with Dahi and then they put all the masalas on top. It's oh. delicious. Right. So, so yeah, we were, it's a nice snack. Yeah, and then from there, then we had gone on to this other place, you know, very busy market 
it was i think a sweet shop or something that we had gone to i mean this was like our second breakfast before we hit the highway towards bhuvneshwar and we had chenna poda on the way yeah that the gorang gorang sahu uh, gorang sweet sahu gorang i think sahu. that's when uh, niku that's where that lawyer was oh, there yeah. oh, the lawyer story was from there okay it was in the morning and they, they like he had all that the traditional odia stuff but he also had chola bhaturas and dosas and stuff and most of the yeah. odia people in there were eating chola bhaturas we were the only ones like yeah. eating uh, the chenna poda and the and the dahi dahi balla and the tea was also really nice I remember the tea was really fantastic there the the place i remember though you know we went to have these snacks yeah we heard about these chops in katak these famous chops and when we went there basically what they do is they take a chop they chop it into small pieces and they put each piece in a aloo ka mix and they give you like a like a aloo ka chop the chop is inside the aloo so it's a, it's like a poor man's chop it is quite tasty i mean if you fry meat and fry potatoes you you end up with with a genius dish there's not really much to say over there but you know kalia chop center professor pada it was professor uh, pada i was uh, suggested to us by some fans and then they came and they stood and they ate with us yeah and that we also went to look for that thumka puri there yeah, that apparently only get in season but you remember chop, that the chop that you're talking about and what is the masala that they had on that chop they're like little meats with right? you know they've got mashed potato there's a batter that is covered over it and it's got like these very really solid chilies and it's very very hot here I mean, spicy wise. Are you calling us for dinner and feeding us poor man's chops? Yeah, yeah. I will give you. What else now? Now that I know your passion lies in garbage view and chops, I'll ensure you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> Before we leave Katak, we must talk about Hotel Royal. Yeah, we heard so much about the best biryani in Katak. I don't know if you guys remember this. Mohammad Rafi Sahab. Yeah, and we went down over there, and it was it was quite a disappointing biryani. I mean, the biryani wasn't that good, frankly. It was nice. But it wasn't like compete class. It, it wasn't competitive biryani. Maybe that's why you don't go overseas and say, "Have you heard of Odia biryani?" Because you, that's why you're of typical Hyderabadi or Lucknowi. No one ever says Katki biryani. Yeah, but if you had to come up with like the best in the world fighting food that Odia's that Odisha can put up, the mutton would be right there. The yeah. prawns would be right up there. The badi chura, dahi bengun would be right up there. The chena poda would be right up there. Yeah, I mean, there's some incredible food in Odisha. But the but the strange thing is, and it's very disappointing that somehow Odisha, even though it has a very unique cuisine and it has some really nice dishes and unique way of cooking those things, like chena poda is actually a genius way of cooking stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they haven't done justice. They haven't really done justice to their cuisine. They haven't really put it out on the world stage. It's, I mean, like a butter chicken for all. intended purposes better known all over the country than chena poda yeah which seems like an abomination frankly yeah the chena poda you're talking about the special way it's made like rocky was mentioning earlier they wrap it up in the leaves of the sal and then they cook it they smoke it over a over a, a charcoal fire right so it gets that nice it it bakes within the moist confines of that leaves so it gets that taste and then it's like what how how would you describe it to somebody who's never eaten it something between a milk it's cake a and yeah It's like, it's like a yeah, it is, it is, it is. It would be the Indian cheesecake, and they yeah. sort of those giant wheels. Yeah, yeah. It's very nice how you can just go and cut, cut and buy right. it by weight. Yeah, and we had it all across the state, and not one place was it disappointing. It's very soul satisfying that texture, that taste. I mean, I I can't think of one place in Delhi or Mumbai for that matter. Which can you know? Which would give you chena pora? I mean, why can't it be done here? Yeah, apparently it's the it's the hawa pani which you don't get. Yeah, but uh, but going back to that uh, going back to that biryani in Katak, I mean, some things are just disappointing. Yeah. 
So let's get out of Katak. Where are we going next? When we were coming into Katak, you had some fantastic food. We stopped at that. Literally, it was a shack right by the highway on the edge of the field. It was called the Nona Hotel. Nona meaning little brother. Then we were making all those jokes about like now the big brothers have come to eat. And that's why we had like the veg thali for 40 rupees and Rocky had the mutton thali for uh, 80 rupees. It looked out onto, onto these fields. Very, very basic place but very, very good food. Yeah. They had fantastic buddy chura there also. I'm getting old. I Half the places I don't even remember now. Yeah. I just… I don't, I mean, I don't I, remember I, this one. <laughs> yeah, how can you not… Niku, come on. You remember the Nona Hotel, yeah? It was at… Uh, it was at Pulnakhara on National Highway 5, man. It was like lunch and late Aray. evening dinner. We okay. had the mutton curry there. We gave it an 8 on 10. There was this there was this aloo bharta. There was I know. I've there, got there a picture of that. It was mixed a very tarkari, nicely. you had dalma, we had ambo ghatta. Yeah, it was a very nicely set up place. They had yeah. these, you know, the with the madka lape on the walls and exactly you know, a lot of greenery and overlooking the paddy fields and all. Yeah, yeah. got nice pictures of that place actually. And of National Highway 5 and the paddy fields along yeah, I mean, National in, Highway in, 5. In Odisha, the thing to do is just look around. The, the cliche works best for Odisha. If you have huge crowd outside someplace, there is great food being sold over there. Or there is worship of God going. If you walk inside, don't hear bells. That means there's food. So you go. If you hear the bells, turn around, go back. <laughs> <laughs> so Also, on the way out of Katak is this stretch that uh, uh, Mayur is talking about. They're like, Maybe 50 to 100, these shops. And that is what is Pahala, right? For the Rusgulla shops in the Pahal, highway. Yeah, the... Pahal. Yeah, I thought it was closer to Bhubaneswar. So, when we drove out of Bhubaneswar, you get Pahal first and then and then Katak. Uh, Maybe but, I could have anyway, I mean, mixed up. Bhubaneswar and Katak are only about 20-25 kilometers apart. Correct. So Pahal is just and... short of… Yeah. Pahal is about a few kilometers short of Katak. Yeah. It's, it's right there near Katak. Yeah. Uh, so, it's close and to Katak. It's so famous yeah. because, you know, there's, there is two big highways crossing each other. And on all four roads, in every direction on either side of the road, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of rasgulla shops. They're all selling rasgullas. I mean, there are more shops there than people. Yeah. And it's quite incredible to see. Yeah, and remember those big tubs? Just those giant tubs with sugar syrup and all uh, the rasgullas. Yeah. Like, yeah. Resting in them and then the giant wheels of Chena Poda, Chena Gaja. Oh man, that was so lovely. Yeah. When I saw that place, the thing that struck me was that unlike many of the highways in you know parts of the north and Punjab, Haryana, closer to here, or even parts of Maharashtra and Tamil Nadu, which are very busy highways, here the highway is not that busy. There are these bloody dozens and dozens and scores of shops. Each of them have big buckets of Chena Poda and Chena Poda, whatever, Poda, Poda. They can't possibly finishing that in one day. Yeah. That must be Patani Kittidin Purana, no? But yeah, but listen, when you soak something in sugar, the rasgullas are soaked in sugar. I mean, they'll last for a long time. Yeah. Then the other stuff is smoked and baked. So it'll it'll last uh, uh, pretty long. And if it doesn't last, who cares? Also, Kattak and Bhuvneshwar, a lot of anajana, yaar. I mean, it's like the, these are twin cities, virtually. Correct. So there's lots of people staying in Kattak, going to Bhuvneshwar for work, and Bhuvneshwar going to Kattak for work. Ah, but har din koi 50 kilo rasgulle thoda No, no, but people uh, typically everybody is like teen, you know, teen darjan de do, panch darjan, like 35 gold, 35, 36 uh, rasgullas, 60 rasgullas. People are packing them and taking them, and I mean, you know, they are little rasgullas. I you, we ate what about 20, 20 each, yeah. They were quite yeah. nice. So, nice easy to eat. so, we had those big ones. They fucking oversized gullas. What are those? Yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are not Chena Poda. What are no, those are, those are rasgullas, Niku. Niku, pay attention. Chena Poda is they take Chena. Ah, that, I know. I was just... Rasgullas. I repeated this whole thing that all the 
All those Mithai's here sound like WWF wrestlers. Now coming to the ring to take on Mighty Undertaker is Chena Poda. So uh, yeah, they had all Pahlwan type names. Yeah, but the, I mean the the Rasgulla. Orissa is the only state that has a Rasgulla Divas. They actually celebrated as part of the whole Puri, the Jagannath. Apparently, when Lord Jagannath returns to his temple, he gives his consort like Rasgullas to say sorry because he's been away with the family and hanging out. <laughs> yeah, and listen, these, and these funny names. Yeah, I remember that you know we had done one show in Gujarat where I was talking about how the names of Gujarati food are like Gunda names. Yeah, you know, like a fafla. Agar ringra or thepla ko zinda dekhna hai, to kal baal leke pahunch jana. And you know, so we were doing this joke, and then about two years later, I saw it in uh, in a movie yeah, in uh, Three Idiots. So I was like, "Wow!" Oh, really? Yeah. It was pretty cool. Three idiots, three idiots, ne leli. Haan, koi bhi le, yaar. Now we know who the three idiots are. Hum yahan baithe podcast kar rahe hain. Aur wo film bana chuke. But but Mayur, you have mentioned Balasore. Bhojan restaurant, please remind my rusty brain which place this was and why does it have a vanishing sea at low tide? Yeah, uh, this was Parsi's... when we were doing our coast to coast, coast to coast thing, and we were passing through there. And there is one place there where the sea, the tide, when it recedes, it goes out for like ten, fifteen kilometers. Yeah, and then we went there. And we, we we were shooting for some camera for some camera thing, and so we were like pretending to surf there, and then we. Down yeah. there, yes. Yeah, we sketched the surfboard and all on, on the camera phone. It was a Samsung Galaxy camera phone or something. And then out in in the middle of nowhere, they had this beautiful uh, uh, restaurant, family run, the only known Parsi or Irani family in uh, the state. But they were making Odia food and like serving Odia food, really nice food. And we declared it had the cleanest bathrooms ever that we'd seen in Hong. Even after you went? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, listen, so, and, and while we're on the subject here, anybody can make any movie and make any money, but who has the good fortune of taking his friends and traveling all over the country, eating true, food man. and laughing with mirth and joyous company and love and laughter? Soon as I find good friends, I will let you know when I did it. But till then, I'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> till then, I'll have to adjust with going with you guys, which was also fun sometimes. <laughs> we'll do a cheap show with so, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From there to Odisha is also home to where the olive ridley turtle lays its eggs. Yeah, and Rushi Kulia Beach. Yeah, Rushi Kulia is world famous. You know, once upon a time, wildlife in India used to be an absolutely earth-shattering phenomenon. Yeah, and Rushi Rushi Kulia is such an example in Odisha. Olive ridley turtles would come out. You know, almost like five hundred thousand of them, and lay their eggs along the beaches of Odisha. And Rushi Kulia is unique in the sense. That you have a beach, and then you have about hundred yards of water, and then you have a long sandbank which is about four five kilometers long and about fifty yards wide, and maybe a hundred yards wide. And the turtles would come out and just lay, and you, nothing can get to the sandbank because it's in the middle of the ocean with strong tide in the middle. So no dogs, no cats, nothing can reach there. And these thousands upon thousands upon thousands of turtles come to lay their eggs. And we went there in the morning, and you know, I one of the I still remember one of the boat guys had a diver's mask. And I put it on my face, and I looked down, and there was wall-to-wall turtles on the ground. Yeah, the entire bottom of the ocean was covered in three or four layers of turtles sitting on top of each other, and continuously they were coming up to breathe. And as soon as it became dark, they would climb up onto the beach and lay their eggs, and then go away on their travels again. What an incredible sight that was! Yeah. But you'll be thrilled to know, you know, after few years, there were scares of because of the over tourism of that area. 
these turtles have stopped coming. I just read a piece, I think, a couple of days ago. Yeah, this, this year. Lockdown. They've yeah. come in record numbers because there's no one in COVID. Yeah, yeah. 2.5 million. They've got 2.5 million eggs this year and, you know, about 1 out of 50 turtles will survive in the hatching. So, we've got a brand new breed of stock of turtles getting out into the ocean. It's very beautiful. There's some very nice videos of the little hatchlings going into the water. I, I read that report also. Yeah. When do they hatch? Which month? Now, now. They're going oh, in now. Hatch. Yeah. So, from there, Mayur, where do you want to take us next? You've lifted a place called Pipli. There's a Pipli in pretty much every yeah, state. How can, you, how can you forget your favorite, Diku? You did, I have this only time your political savvy has been of some use to us. Yeah. When we got out of there, there was a there was a tree across the road and there was a blockage. And there was Netaji sitting on a chair surrounded by hundred of his goons who were setting oh, yeah. fire to cars and all. That was Odisha. That was Odisha, yes. That was Odisha, just outside Rishikulia. This right. is coast to coast. Yeah. Uh, he had blocked the road. He said, we will not let anyone go. So then yeah. I got off and said, comrade, comrade, <laughs> and we discussed some politics and they said, chalo, ye gada kaam to aya. And then I said, but what was the point of you blocking our way? We have cameras. We will take your word to Delhi. Then he pulled out the cameras. <laughs> we did one little shoot. We did with some him. naras. We, we took photos of them. We did some naras. And he said, okay, you guys can pass. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> we, we put it in the show also, yeah? Yeah, we put it in the show. That's right. Oh, I have yeah. pictures of okay. Right, that was Odessa. That was fun. Yeah, I'm so happy to see all of us communists looking after each other. <laughs> these days, basically, these days, if you question the government or anything, you are an anti-national. And if you have a valid point of view with proof, you're a communist. And uh, if you've got a video and tangible proof written and signed by you're the person across, then you're a liar. Or you're dead. <laughs> or that could be, I mean... Yeah, uh, they that. haven't killed <laughs> killed anybody I know yet. So, <laughs> and then there was the quintessential Punjabi hotel in Odessa. I was like, "What is oh this?" Oh God, man? yeah. In Ramba. Ramba is the name of the Dhaba or the place. No, Ramba was Ramba. even when we were shooting first, we thought it was the Ramba Dhaba. Then mm -hmm. we figured out that it was the place was Ramba. And it was Bira Dhaba, owned by a Sadarji with a big, large Sadarji with a big beard. Lots of trucks parked outside and stuff. And then again, there we met fans. And one of the fans was a doctor and he said like, please can I take photographs because all the, all my female colleagues, the doctors in my hospital, they're all very big fans of Rocky. They think he's very good looking. So can we take photographs? And then we had lunch with them and we had competition to see who could eat more rotis. <laughs> Rocky was wearing his leopard skin, uh, leopard uh, printed shirt and he insisted on being called Cheetah and he's like, you don't have to call me Cheetah. You're my friend, you can call me Cheetah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because those days I remember this Punjabi song called O Pape Pyar Karke, O Pape Pyar Karke, Pachitaya. And come out. And I was singing that song, and that's when Nick and I decided to have a race down the road to see if I could catch him. And <laughs> yeah. that's when I got the nickname Chite for almost being able to catch him. Not, not quite. <laughs> that was the day you had matched your cheetah stripes shirt and your leopard stripe undergarments. <laughs> it was oh, cheetahs. Cheetahs are spotted, day. not striped. You fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I spotted your cheetah. <laughs> Excuse me, but what has this got to do with Ursa? By yeah, the way, what, what the hell? By the way Ursa, Ursa has very deep links with the Sinhalese in Sri Lanka. And really? the lion is their emblem, right? 
yeah yeah the lion is the emblem of uh, it's, it's on top of all the temples and all of odia of orissa also odias sri lankan flag also has a lion on it yeah right right yeah even in even in konark you have the elephant and the lion those are like the driving forces here but this just thought this thought just came to me because you were talking about leopards and cheetah so I, <laughs> yeah i don't know it's true it's true lion you know another cat into the mix <laughs> let's <laughs> throw another cat stories just throw them in now yes yeah. because Traditionally, sir, you see in Odisha, lion stories are always very popular. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, you want to give any other shout-outs to Odisha before we wind up and promise our wonderful listeners to be back with another episode? And I propose you go to Sikkim in the next episode. But that was a wonderful, wonderful shoot. Uh, you people always do episodes that I haven't been. Where? Which one are we doing next? Sikkim. Let's do Sikkim next. Ah, lovely da. Because I remember there's this lovely sequence of. Photographs. I think Rocky probably had too much time on his hands. Rocky, I have like from one prayer meeting about a hundred photographs clicked by you. Yeah. Oh, that Where, room tech monastery. Room tech. Was that, that was such a nice place, yeah. I mean, I followed our camera guy that day, and he was like lying down next to the monks, walking, taking photos upwards. So I was doing whatever he was doing. I got some really oh, lovely. Nice so now we know what a monk wears under their robe. Thanks to Rocky. No, no, the robes are long. Yeah. Where was that? <laughs> room tech monastery, Sikkim. Okay, so we'll go to Sikkim next. It was beautiful. It was stunning. On that note, before we give you the food court, I have a request for all of you. I know it's horrible, difficult times, but remember, there are people in cities and towns and villages and highways who are starving. Labor that's migrating back. If you can help and if you can work with any organization around, do and make sure no one in your city or your neighborhood in your vicinity starves to death. If you can help it. We have an article up on News Laundry that what our NGOs are doing to feed the people. See if you can get associated with any of those organizations that they're from your city, because we have profiled them from across cities. And if on your own you can find any, do get involved, contribute in some way, so that those of us who are more privileged and have full refrigerators and full bellies don't forget those who don't. On that note, I could also please request you, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, give us a high rating or a favorable review. It makes it easier or more likely for others to find us, and if more people find us, then the likelihood of this community becoming bigger and bigger makes it highly possible for Rocky and Mayur and Prashant to hit the road again when this pandemic is over. Get me the food court, man. What do you got for me from Odia? Yo, who wants to go first? When you're traveling in Odisha, make it large. Don't live life like a spidly. No matter what you eat and what you drink, make sure you go to see the Olive Ridley. <laughs> and if you want something sweet, you have the khaja, bhaja, and the chena poda. And if you don't like it, teri naak pe hogega poda. Odisha is visited by everyone, so don't worry. Whether you're a gora or like us, a good-looking bhura, just go to Odisha and enjoy the chena poda. Wow, very good. <laughs> My goodness. Mayur is back and out. <laughs> yeah. All right, so gentlemen. Guys, it was lovely chatting with you. All of you out there, please keep listening in. Please keep enjoying it. Uh, write into us at hompt two zero two zero at gmail dot com. Send us your views. Give us a high rating. Laugh a little. Love a little. Hug someone you enjoy. Smile at people and live a good life. Good night. Good night. Stay safe. Bye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
to catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.